March was sleep month here on the podcast, and we learned so much as we chatted with three sleep experts about how to help our babies and ourselves get better sleep. Lauren Olson, Becca Campbell, and Christine Lawler shared their tips and tricks, and my sisters Kara and Shelly are now coming back for this special MomForce Mini to report on what they learned and how Shelly got her almost two-year-old to finally sleep through the night. Hi, it's Shelly and Kara. Here we are in my closet doing our special edition Mom Force Mini on what we've learned about sleep and sleep training in the last couple of months. I mean, like sleep week or sleep month, month. <laughs> in sleep March. Sounds like Shark Week. <laughs> Basically, it's as scary as Shark Week sometimes, but in March was sleep month and we were able to interview several sleep specialists experts experts yeah and we had some really amazing takeaways so we're gonna just uh talk about the changes that we've been able to make yeah and some of the favorite things that we've learned for me i know that sleep is like a ticking time bomb i'm about to have a baby in april and i know that i need to soak up every ounce of sleep i can get august you're having a baby in August? Wait, what did I say? April. April. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pregnancy brain. Okay, yes, I'm having a baby in August. That would be impossible for me to be due in April at this point. Yes, you would be very well overdue. <laughs> I would be dead, a dead woman. <laughs> but I know that sleep is a ticking time bomb, and I'm not going to have a lot of it coming soon. So I, I'm really excited about implementing some of these new strategies for when baby comes and how to promote the best sleep that we can have. Listen, it's real. This baby business and the sleep business is insane. I had a baby almost two years ago. Can you believe Otto is almost two? No, I can't. It's heartbreaking. And he was my fifth baby, and he was one of the tricky ones. I had him sleeping pretty well until he was six months, and I did the transition from the snoo, which any new moms care, you you need the snoo, by the way. I'm going to, for sure. It's definitely on my list. He was sleeping so well in the snoo, and then when we transitioned to the bed, oh. His crib disaster. Disaster. So he basically got in bed with me and it wasn't it wasn't good. So when I met with Lauren Olson, she was helping me with all of the issues that I was having with Otto. One of the the suggestions that Lauren had given you, at least that I when I was listening to your episode with her, that mm-hmm. I knew was like strike in accord with you was the routine. Maintaining yeah. a routine, right? Yeah, it's always hard for me, especially like our tiny baby is number five. And I have all these big kids that don't go to sleep and we are out and about. And so, yeah, I'm not a routine girl, but I definitely realized I needed to whip myself into shape and whip whip that tiny, cute little baby into shape and start on a routine. Which you did. And you've had such great success, right? Yeah. This was kind of like a light bulb moment for me. One of the things she said is you need to train your baby to realize what they're going to wake up to because all night we all wake up throughout the night. So if you want your baby to fall asleep and be able to wake up and soothe themselves back to sleep without you, then you need to train them to fall asleep without you there. Another thing that she said was you should have like a nightlight in there so that they can actually see what they're waking up to. So I ordered a different sound machine that was a little more soothing and it had a nightlight on it. It had this really beautiful ambient warm light that literally, you guys, I, I don't know if it was like a blessing straight from heaven. But within three days of changing his routine, adding this different white noise, because I'm a white noise mom because I have five kids. There's other people that don't do white noise because they're able to control the noise in their house. Uh, and I put him in cozy blankets. His cozy blanket. Cozy blanket. He blanket. loves his cozy blanket. He but you kind of had to do that because... Yes, yes. My kids are climbers. And... <laughs> 
Two of them, at least. Harvey was the worst. He would throw himself out of the crib at 18 months and cry at the door because he couldn't reach the handle yet and saying, he hurt. I hurt mommy. I hurt. Get me, mommy. Please help. And I couldn't find a crib tent because turns out they're illegal. They don't send them. They don't I mean, maybe on the black market. But yeah, no, sleep tents are gone. Yeah, they're dangerous, I guess. So the sleep sack or cozy blanket or cozy blanket will restrain their legs enough that they can't flip their foot over. I'm sure if they get Advil enough. Anyway, we started doing cozy blanket, ambient lighting and a new noisemaker and the slow but steady weaning of me being there when he fell asleep. And within three days, Shelly was sleeping it's a miracle that night because she still has those two that she talked about that needed the tent still climb in bed with her at night so this is like a true breakthrough for I am her a flawed woman but it no was, those were some great. really incredible She's a good mama well when i spoke with becca campbell she had so many great tips and tricks for when i have this new baby One of the most important ones that really like struck a chord with me was redefining co-sleeping. So in my mind, I always thought co-sleeping meant babies in bed with you, right? Or co-sleeping means the way that Shelly sleeps. Yes, with with three children in her bed, which I cannot do. Those first couple of nights, you know, you're like so out of your mind. It's nice to have the baby right there because you're not actually two nights that they're alive and (laughs) needing to eat eat every hour. Okay. Yes. Yes, I, I keep the baby in bed with me and I make Sam actually it's probably like the first couple weeks, but I make Sam sleeping in the other room and we have a big enough bed that I feel safe, but I do not sleep well when I have kids in my bed. It is impossible for me. And I loved how she said co-sleeping isn't necessarily having your baby in bed with you, but maybe have the crib or the bassinet right next to the bed. And I thought that was so smart. I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. if that's what you call co-sleeping, lock me up and take me away because I'm a (laughs) co-sleeper. I like having my baby in my room. But I always felt a little guilty about like not being this snuggly nuzzling yeah it just is, makes me nervous and come to find out i'm actually safer than you shelly hey, listen let with me your you babies <laughs> you are also a co-sleeper i am a You're co-sleeper guilty. i'm guilty because i keep my babies in my bedroom another guest christine lawler we had on gave some really great advice that i personally have implemented in my life and that is if you aren't sleepy get out of bed so for a couple reasons this really helped me I sometimes get restless legs and getting out of bed and like resetting my body and stretching and kind of getting out of this mode of I can't fall asleep. I can't fall asleep like this internal fight I have, which then makes it harder for me to fall asleep. If I get out and I do some calming stretches, have a little snack snack, and then go back to bed. I tend to be able to fall asleep a little easier. What about you, Shell? Do you have you ever noticed anything like that? Yes. And actually, it was during my pregnancy with Otto, and I I went to go see someone not about sleep, but it turned out it was all about sleep. It was with my lockjaw, which you're familiar with because you also get lockjaw. the worst. And he told me that I am not sleeping well enough. So he gave me a little like contraption to hold my jaw in the right place to get the right airflow, and but then also told me to quit drinking caffeine after four and to rest when you need to rest. If you're tired... Good luck with the caffeine. Take a nap. Good luck taking naps. Um, I can't nap to save my know, life. But, but w- during pregnancy, you know when your body needs a rest. I know, it's true. It just needs a second. So one thing that we like to do in these minis sometimes is a unpopular opinion or like a controversial mm-hmm. stance on things. Mm-hmm. And Shelly and I 
Although we both agree on a lot of what these es- experts Listen, say. Listen, I say that we agree on everything that they say. Okay, well, practice what we preach. Okay, okay. <laughs> Although we want to practice everything that they preach, mm-hmm. there is one little thing, and it happens to be at the very tip top of our notes, mm-hmm. something that we kind of are- We disagree. disagree. Our, our paths have parted. Have parted. Fork in the road when it comes to food. food. <laughs> and sleep. When Shelly came to my house with her kids to stay during quarantine, I think it was the first night. I don't know. I laid down the law and I said, children. It had to happen. You're in auntie's house now. No food after dinner. And if you need to eat something, it should be a fruit. However, I did learn that there are better fruits to eat before before bed. bed. Yeah. Which was interesting. That's what Lauren, that's what Lauren told me. And... She justified my eating thing. Okay, but she also does say do not put out charcuterie boards for your children to graze on for the 30 minutes before bed. I quit the salty meats and cheese before bed, and they're not taking them to bed with them anymore. They are eating these fruits that are high in, what is it? Uh, Tryptophan. Tryptophan. Tryptophan, an amino acid that helps your brain produce serotonins that stimulate sleep. Sleep. Okay, so those are foods like bananas, Bananas, cherries. Cherries and berries. Turkey. I guess I guess turkey has tryptophan, right? Isn't that why everyone gets sleepy after Thanksgiving dinner? Oh, you want to know what? I'd say that that was okay. something I could add to my but charcuterie. Salami? And also, anyway, Slim Jims. All right. I'll cut off the Slim Guilty. Jims. I already did, but I offer my kids a banana before bed. But Kara doesn't. She just says, no, you got to wait till the morning. You'll be hungry for breakfast. But hey, that's just my unpopular opinion in this group of two. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Also, Shelly, I think we should add to the show notes your ambient light and your white yes. noisemaker because I am going to need it. I know. And the ambient light noisemaker will be amazing for you because you can just use it as a little nightlight and you yeah. could sleep with it there and the sleep sack. And what else? What else do I need for this baby? You I feel so unprepared, even though it's snoo. number five. <laughs> yes, the snoo for sure. Anyway, we're glad that we were able to share with you more about sleeping because. It is so important. It's number one. Good night. She's cute. <laughs> <laughs>